the Mile High Podcast Reviews. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Mile High Podcast Reviews. I'm your host, Dave, coming to you from the Smoke Shack here in Denver, Colorado. It is Christmas Eve, so hopefully you guys have a wonderful and safe Christmas tomorrow. Uh, for my Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Saturnalia, and uh, Merry Festivus, I think I missed. Uh, happy Winter Solstice. Uh, there's just so many holidays around this time, so whatever you believe in, uh, happy and safe holidays to you. Uh, hopefully you guys checked out our most recent episode of the Mahai Podcast. We did a uh, special end of year and end of decade show that uh, dropped on Sunday. Uh, Chris right now is working on some video and we're going to put that up on YouTube. Uh, we were in our new studios which are dope as hell. We just, uh, we're still working on some sound things but you can see that the, the sound is way better. Uh, we just need to figure out a couple things and uh, by uh, season two we're going to be ready to roll. So uh, check us out, check out that end of year, end of decade review uh, and if you have already hopefully you enjoyed it. So today I'm talking about The Watchmen. Uh, the Watchmen ended probably a week ago or so, uh, but I've been super busy with Christmas stuff, work stuff, I got a new dog, so I mean, just been really busy, so I haven't really had time to sit down and collect all my thoughts about The Watchmen, um, but here they are, and on top of that, I saw Star Wars, The uh, Rise of Skywalker, I really love that movie. Uh, I'm trying to uh, record my Mile High Podcast Reviews episode of that one, and that should hopefully be out by Thursday or Friday. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, let's get back to The Watchmen. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to tell you right now, um, I didn't have a lot of high expectations going into the show. Um, I watched the movie, and that was my first introduction to it. The uh, I think it was the Brian Singer version of Watchmen. Uh, maybe Zack Snyder. It's one of those two. They're pretty interchangeable to me. Um, and I enjoyed it okay, uh, but I'm a really huge Kevin Smith fan, and Kevin Smith is a huge Watchmen fan. So uh, last year, I actually read the comic, and it was really great. Um, Alan Moore wrote that, and it's iconic. It, that year it came out, I believe it was 1985, it actually was on Time's Best... Uh, best books of the year and then it was also on the best books of the century uh that time put out so really high accolades and it definitely uh definitely uh earned the praise it was a great book for sure um uh, it was it's not a comic book so if you are have never read the watchman i definitely recommend that you go watch it it's an investment in time uh, if you're reading a book they just happen to have pictures and superheroes in it um and there's a lot of layers to the messaging there it's all about nuclear armageddon and uh the police state and you know it's showing it's one of the first examples of showing superheroes that are flawed and alan moore did a great job of writing this and so when they made the movie um, there was a lot to unwrap with that. Uh, there was a, it didn't translate to the, the screen very well. Uh, I know it got shit on by True Watchmen fans, and it got shit on by critics, but I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get a lot out of it. 
Uh, I definitely got more out of the book that I just read. So when I heard that they were making a show about it, um, I immediately assumed that they were just going to reboot the Watchmen book. And been a couple uh, uh, months down the road, I heard that it actually wasn't going to be a reboot of the the book itself or the movie. It was actually a you know set in the future. It was using the, some of the characters, but it was going to be a, a brand new entity within the Watchmen universe. And so I was, as a fan of the Watchmen, I was skeptical on how are they going to pull that off, and I wanted to give it a shot, and if uh, it didn't catch me uh, over the first couple episodes, I wasn't going to be emotionally invested enough. So if the Watchmen sucked, there was no harm, no foul. I didn't really waste any time. So I went into the first episode with not a lot of high expectations. I was hoping that was going to be something good. And then after the first like 10 minutes, uh, reliving the massacre in 1921 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, a race riot that I had never heard about. Uh, it just totally grabbed me. Uh, I have never seen anything like it, especially associated with superheroes. And the start of a brand new series with this uh, very sad, very tragic uh, event in history that nobody knows about. And the way that this massacre in Oklahoma in 1921 plays throughout the season is nothing short of brilliant. So uh, I went into the first episode. I I was hooked, but I wasn't. I was kind of confused on what was going on. So I wanted to um, continue to watch more episodes. And because it's on HBO, it's episodic, so uh, you can't binge it. You have to wait. And so um, I let a couple weeks go by. I got really busy doing podcast stuff, and then. Uh, I was able to binge like three episodes in a row, and after that second episode, I just I inhaled all those three episodes, and then I didn't miss an episode past then. Um, episode six, when we got to episode six, uh, when it's all about Hooded Justice and his background, that is legitimately one of the best episodes of television I have ever seen in my entire life. And so let's get into all that. Um, the Watchmen was... Created and co-written by Damon Lindelof. Uh, he's been a writer and producer on shows such as Lost and Nash Bridges. And uh, he was tasked by HBO to do a Watchmen reboot. Uh, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to do his own thing but use the Watchmen characters. And he went about and, and got a writing room that was very diverse, both both ethnically and religiously, and a lot of different sexual orientations represented, uh, because they're in the Watchmen. There's actually a gay couple characters, one of which is the original Watchmen, which is called Hooded Justice, or who's called the Hooded Justice. Um, so he wanted to have a diverse room with a lot of different voices and a lot of creativity on there. And when he had this original idea, uh, he went up to Alan Moore, who was the writer and creator of the Watchmen. And he presented this idea, and Alan Moore, who's kind of a recluse, crazy motherfucker in the first place, uh, told Damon Lindelof that he didn't give his permission, and he hated the idea, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Damon Lindelof, to his credit, told Alan Moore to go fuck himself. Yeah, he didn't owe Alan Moore anything, so he set about to do what he wanted to do. So, 
Um, he went on, he created this show. Uh, it's set in 2019. And the, the episode is about, um, it's set after the events of what happened in the book of The Watchmen. Um, this guy named Osmandius. If, if you don't know, let me tell you a little bit about Watchmen. So uh, there is a killing of a superhero in The Watchmen. And it's, for the most part, it is a mystery of who killed uh, this superhero. And you find out kind of towards the end that it was, that was just a diversion really from the overall, uh, the overall mission of this guy named Osmandius, who is Jonathan beat. And he tried to save the world. He knew that nuclear proliferation was uh, out of control and that nuclear Armageddon was just around the bend. Uh, president Nixon was, overseeing the the country and he was escalating stuff with russia and russia was aiming their nukes at us and the the whole world was relying on the the watchmen to um save them from themselves and ultimately dr manhattan who is a man who was turned into basically a god he's uh he can control the all the particles adam atoms he can live in multiple uh realities all at the same time uh he can do basically whatever he want uh he stopped the vietnam war for example um he was just disillusioned with earth and people on earth and he fucked off to mars and he kind of left the earth to fend for itself and so in order to save the world uh osmandias created this portal where he dropped this massive squid and he hit the world with this mental ray blast and it ended up killing 3 million people, but ultimately it stopped a nuclear war. So you're kind of left at the end of, you know, what is the greater good? Is the 3 million people worth sacrificing for the greater good? And so uh, the show takes place in 2019. So after the events of what happened in The Watchmen, um, at this time, cops were or violently hated uh they were targeted so they had to wear masks just in order to perform their duties uh and it involves around that 1921 tulsa massacre that i was telling you about so that sets the stage for what's going to happen so the cops discover that there is an anti-government group they're all wearing these warshock masks and they're called the seventh cavalry and they're going out and killing cops and superheroes or not really superheroes, but the newest version of the superheroes, because the all the Watchmen, all the superheroes at the time, they have gone underground. It's illegal to be a vigilante now, and so the cops have their own version of the vigilantes, but they're actually cops, uh, and they're being hunted down by the Seventh Cavalry. The Seventh Cavalry actually ends up killing the chief of police there in Tulsa, and it's up to Angela Abar, who is played brilliantly by Regina King to figure out why did the 7th Cavalry kill their boss. Uh, he seemed like a really good dude for all uh, intents and purposes, but then you find out that, of course, he had a secret life, and that secret life brings her into uh, why the 7th Cavalry is hunting cops and what their ultimate goal is. Uh, at the same time, Dr. Manhattan is still living on Mars, He's highly revered on Earth, 
and he is basically worshipped as a god. Uh, they like throw praise and shit for him, but uh, you know through all the events, he's just kind of a background character. Uh, he can do whatever the fuck he wants to because he's Doctor Manhattan and he has control of the entire universe. But he's building sandcastles on Mars. That's kind of what his thing is. And then at the same time, Adrian Veet is has been uh, sent to Europa, basically imprisoned in Europa. You don't really know that and towards the until towards the end of the show, and uh, you find out that it's actually Doctor Manhattan that has sent him there and kind of kept him trapped. Uh, ultimately, he finds a way to get back to Earth, and Doctor Manhattan comes back from Mars. Or, spoilers, he never was on Mars. He was actually, um, he fell in love with uh, Regina King's character, and he decided to be play human for a little bit, and not even remember that he was Dr. Manhattan. Uh, but once Dr. Manhattan comes back to the show, the show just fucking goes through the roof. I mean, the way that they are able to bring all the powers of Dr. Manhattan to life is just amazing. It was really brilliant how they were able to uh, bring Dr. Manhattan to life. Uh, so what are some of the things I really enjoyed about it? Uh, first of all, the, from the very first episode, every episode just kept getting better and better. As I said on our end of year show, uh, episode six that uh, centered around Hooded Justice was probably one of the best TV shows I've ever seen in my life. It was visually stunning the way that they could uh, bring Regina King in, into her grandfather's memories and how the the camera would swipe away and it would be hooded justice and it would come back and it would be dark our sister night. I mean, it was just super incredible the way that they were able to tell the story of racial injustice coming from 1921 and how somebody who is facing racial injustice, who also happens to be gay, the only way he can express himself is by putting a hood on and then putting a noose around his neck. It was just visually stunning. I highly recommend, even if you don't watch the entire show, uh, just watch episode six, and you can Wikipedia the, the rest. You'll kind of get the idea. But definitely watch episode six. It was pretty incredible. Uh, where else? Uh, I would say that episode six rivals Battle of the Bastards is one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. So uh, that was really stunning. Uh, the writing by David Lindelof and his uh, team was just amazing. Uh, they were so creative. They were able to push a lot of boundaries. They were able to tell a lot of different stories, uh, but all centered around really race relations and centering around that 1921 Tulsa massacre, which like I said, I've never heard of before. Um, and then the show comes out and then about a week ago, uh, they actually found a mass grave, uh, directly, uh, related to this massacre. So finally it's bringing this horrible moment in American history. It's bringing it to light. So, uh, that's definitely a huge, uh, positive, uh, of this show. So, the writing in general was just really great. Um, my only negative, really, of the show is that they had a bunch of Warshock uh, masks, but you never find out why they're wearing Warshock masks. The, the 7th Cavalry is. And uh, Warshock really is kind of an anti-government, anti-hero from the Watchmen, but uh, they, you don't really see the connection between the 7th Cavalry and Warshock. 
and he's nowhere to be found. Only the only thing that you know of him is that uh, you see his mask. So if there was to be one negative, that would probably be it. But um, that's such a minor detail that it didn't touch how much I enjoyed the show, like not, not even whatsoever. So uh, absolutely great show. It really I like the ending. Uh, it ended on a very Inception-like cliffhanger to where uh, you could, if you just ended the the show, the ended the whole Watchmen, you'd be fine because it ended with uh, a very uh, satisfying conclusion. But you can also tip the scale the other way, and if they decided to go on, they set it up for more another season or two. Um, I definitely don't think that this kind of story, this kind of filmmaking... Uh, would keep its quality for multiple seasons. I would say that maybe one or two more seasons, and then they don't want to do any more because then you'll follow Game of Thrones where uh, the quality started falling off because they were just doing too many seasons. So uh, hopefully, like maybe I want to get one more season. If they can get one season that was just as good as the first, then I'll be super happy. Uh, and But if they end it, I'll be just... Thrilled and happy that I was able to watch it at all. So, all right. Well, that's it. That's The Watchmen. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Definitely recommend watching episode six. If you get anything out of this episode, uh, just go and watch episode six. My wife, who doesn't watch these kind of shows with me, uh, she watched episode six with me and uh, it absolutely blew her away. And I'm going to Google what episode six is right now before I head out because... Uh, I feel that uh, you guys want to probably know the name of the episode. And you think that I'm the one that who does all the fucking research on our uh, podcast. And you think I would have done all the research and find out who the what the fuck episode 6 is called. Um, but I didn't. So I'm going to Google it right now while we're talking. It's called The Extraordinary Being. Great. Alright, now you know. The Extraordinary Being. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for the, the Star Wars review. Uh, I absolutely love the movie. I could give a fuck less what the critics say. Uh, I thought the movie was great. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, too. Thank you for listening to the Mahai Podcast Reviews. For comments or sponsorship inquiries, please contact us at themilehighpodcast at gmail.com. That is the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.